Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sunderland were 5-3 winners as they beat Carlisle United in the Football League trophy, the sponsorless trophy this season. Um, so we're going to go through the player ratings today. I think it'll be interesting to see what people have, but we'll run through roughly what happened in the game. So Carlisle took the lead through a penalty early in the match. Chris Maguire equalised in the 26th minute. Denver Hume put us ahead in the 37th. Looked like it was plain sailing when Chris Maguire made it 3-1 in the 54th minute. And then it was 4-1 through Charlie Wyke, a player we all lambasted on social media. And then he, he did okay in the second half. 4-2 though, Carlisle scored through Mellish and he added his second in the 82nd minute, 4-3. And then Jack Diamond made it 5-3 in the 91st. And Sunderland win and get their second win in the Football League trophy. So guys, what's your initial thoughts? John, what were you feeling at full time? Um, like the goal, like the the five three scoreline didn't really mean a lot because it was a pretty dire game. Um, it was a bit slow. Um, I think majority of the goals came from mistakes from both teams or bad passes and things like that. Um, so a little bit deflated despite the win. But on a positive note, there were some decent performances from some players who we needed to see performances from. So um, yeah, some positives, but a bit deflated despite. The score, I think if you looked at the score and you hadn't seen the game, you'd think, wow, what a belter of a game. And I don't think it was at all. So, Gary, would you agree? No, not at all. Contrary to John's uh, <laughs> negativity, I thought it was um, it was a breath of fresh air to see some of the lads with forward movement, like the likes of Dan Neil and Jack Diamond. They have a different mentality with the ball at their feet. You know, like every single time Dan Neil has the ball, he's looking forward, looking to play it to somebody ahead of him and make a move. And, you know, it, it, it's positive football. Okay, although the, the quality may not have been across the 22 players on the pitch, it was still nice to see a different style of football played in the red and white shirt. And see a chalk and cheese approach. Yeah, John's going to be Mr. Negative and Gary's going to be Mr. Positive. Anyway, <laughs> not, we'll, at we'll, there. not at <laughs> we'll, all. We'll jump anyway into the ratings. I suppose I'll start. Remy Matthews, Um, I gave him a, a two. I think a two, probably, in my opinion, fair, because obviously that's what I've given him, but a stupid penalty. Uh, set us on the wrong foot and then the second goal was really bad from him he sort of saved it into the net um, the worry is now is every time we've watched Matthews play he seems to have disappointed but Gary what did you think is it two fail did you give him a little higher I gave him a three um, not much better to be honest I pretty much agree with everything you've said even when the ball's looking easy and like he's going to catch it it's kind of a oh shit moment in, in my head you know John 
Yeah, same. Although I went for a two, so maybe I am starting off a bit more negative than Gary. But I, I've pretty much written, wrote the same down in my notes that you know he looked a bit nervous, looked uncomfortable, wasn't putting me at ease. Um, he did make a couple of saves, but even those he made look a bit um hard, harder than they were. Um, maybe easier saves. I don't know, but yeah, um, agree, Connor. Two for me. I think there's a, a bit of a wider issue with our goalkeepers this year and that they seem to be saving shots into danger. I noticed Matthews has done that and Burge just does that willy-nilly, just loves saving them back in the danger zone. So it's an area of concern. Gary, we'll go with you next. What did you get Bailey right? Bailey, unspectacular but solid, I suppose is the way you could say. There wasn't a whole lot you could see in the first half with him. Now, one thing that really stood out for what Bailey Wright was doing, I noticed obviously Luke hasn't played in that position and was he Denver still young? He was doing a lot of on-field coaching, you know, pointing here, you need to be here, you need to do this. So quite impressed with that. I'd go with, with a, a seven for an unspectacular performance and a game we can see the three goals, I'd still go with a seven. John? I had him down as a six um, and I agree with everything Gary said, but I'd knocked him down at the last minute to 5.5 because the thir- their third goal, I thought he was a bit flat-footed. Looked like he took took the sort of eye off the ball a bit, so I just knocked him down half a point there. But But yeah, the big encouraging thing I think was... He fully understood that he was the the experienced centre back there, and he was very good at, at sort of coaching and talking to the guys. I just think at times he was walking about a lot. I don't think he really took the game seriously, but I don't think he really needed to because he has has pure quality. But um, yeah, I just think that last goal knocked him down off point for me. Yeah, I gave him a six as well, but I did I did think the defence. I mean, obviously we considered three goals against a League Two side. The defence was poor tonight. Looked a bit disorganised. Um, so Wright gets a six, probably the, the highest rate of our uh, centre-backs today. Uh, we'll jump ahead, though, to one of his defensive partners, Luke 9 normally a highly rated player, but I gave him a five tonight. John, did you give him higher um, all the way? Yeah, I gave him higher, actually. I, I I bumped him up last minute to a seven because towards the end of the game, he grew into the role a bit and he was getting forward more. And I, and I was thinking to myself in the first half, I thought he was kind of missing quite a lot. In the first half, I, I gave him a 4.55. Um, I just thought he was just a bit at a loss, didn't know where, where he was, what he was doing, didn't really know. I don't think he really kind of got his head around what a centre-back needed to do quick enough, if that makes any sense. Um and then in the second half, he really grew into it. His passing was better. He was getting forward more. Um, and uh, he was doing really well until he got turned for the number nine at one point. And I was just thinking, um, he's lost it a bit there. But that was one minor because they didn't score from it. So, yeah, I gave him a seven. It's quite generous, a seven. But I gave him a seven just because of that second half, really. It was a really good performance, I thought, second half. Did you just see you give him a 4.55? 4.5 stroke five, yeah. <laughs> so like a 4.75. <laughs> I feel like you're taking the piss there. Right, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> we'll... I actually went with a seven as well. Um, reason I went with a seven is he was adaptive to the new role. Obviously, he's like a Swiss Army knife. He can he can pretty much play anywhere on the field, but he um, he adapted pretty quickly. And, and as John kind of alluded to there, he was far more attacking the second half. It was kind of more on the, uh, the Jordan Willis role and the attacking kind of side of the back three kind of player, you know, so yeah. Went with a seven. I thought it was it was pretty good, to be honest. Okay, so I'm the negative one now. Uh, Brandon Taylor, John, what what did you give him? Yeah, this is me slipping back into negative. Definitely, I, I gave him a three overall. Um, I think even that was generous. I don't think he was um, up to it at all. I've written in my notes that I don't think he's good enough at this level or any level near it. So maybe even dropping down a couple of divisions won't be good for him. Um, he's just sl- he's too slow for it, lightweight. 
his positioning's all over the place. Um, he was always looking for a long ball in the first half, and then none of them were going anywhere. They weren't going twenty-one. It was it was literally like you may as well just boot it out. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure how to describe it, but I gave him a three. Um, bit worried about his future, to be fair, at the club, and, and a couple of seasons ago he was quite a promising sort of youth centre back coming through. So uh, needs a loan, I think, but don't know where. Um, we'll see what happens there. I think Gary, what do you give him? Well, with a four, to be honest. Um, thought he was cut out position quite a bit. Um, pretty small. He gave away a couple of bad passes. Not even the long balls. They were obviously poor, but it's a couple of shorter passes that were you know simple five ten yard passes, and he gave the ball away. That led to a couple of obviously if they had higher caliber attackers. No disrespect to them, but if he's given that away, and the likes of a Marcus Madison at the weekend had the ball passed to him twenty yards out. You know they're gonna punish us. So yeah, just not good enough. I think is the is the right sentiment. Yeah, I gave him a four, and the word I had written down was careless. I feel like he was careless in his play. But one thing I would say for Brandon is he, you know, he gets thrown in very randomly into these sort of check. Well, football league trophy games, and sometimes I feel like it must be hard for a player who just comes in for these games randomly and knows that he's not going to get another shot at the weekend. Like I don't think it mattered how he performed tonight; he wouldn't get into the team next time out. So I would say that. John's right in saying that he needs a loan. Um, that would be a true test of whether or not he's capable because he just needs a, a run of games at any sort of level where he's playing with game and out because he's not really had that. Is that not a bit? Is that not a bit worrying though? That I mean, he's training all week with these players, and if he's not thinking that he's got a chance here to sort of like fight his way into the reckoning a bit, is that not worrying a bit for the the club? Parky's reign, Parky's rule over the squad. Like, why is it that? I mean, if that's right, what you're saying, kind of that he's actually just thinking, I'm not going to get a game anyway. So what's the point? Like, it's not boding well for any sort of fringe youth players, is it? That... But on the other side of that, John, if you look at Jack Diamond last year, went out on loan as a very undersized player too. And, you know, he's come back this year now and he's much more filled out, much more accomplished. And it's probably due to training with a first team all the time, getting first team starts and playing against men week in, week out. So it's definitely something that, that could work for Brandon Taylor potentially too. He's 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 is he twenty two though? Is he not like is it not a bit late, a tiny bit late? I don't know. Maybe I'm putting my football manager head on and thinking about him as a <laughs> too old a youth 30 player. Thirty year olds are past the type of thing. Yeah, but I just think if it gets to twenty two and you're not really making the grade, then you're sold. You're not loaned out. Do you know what I mean? But I, I guess it's different in reality, and I, I do think a loan would benefit him hundred percent. I just would it be enough? Um, maybe he needs maybe he needed a loan a couple of seasons ago. That's my point. But. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, one of the things um, I'd wrote about on Twitter actually tonight is the fact that no matter how well Diamond, Dan, Neil, Brandon, Taylor played, it's always felt like with Sunderland since we've dropped to this level that they don't trust playing young players. We've seen it with Barley Mumba. He came in and played, he did well, and then they never gave him a chance after that. And the only reason for me is it's ageism, but not the normal ageism you see in football. Normally it's people in their 30s you see get sort of taken out. Whereas for us, it seems to be that Young players who are kicked out for experience in. I think it's a bit of fear, isn't it? It's a bit of fear of the size of the club. That like, if when you have, I guess, I don't know whether Parky actually feels it, but I definitely felt it with other managers where because they because they're in charge of a big club, you know, they can't take those risks. You know, they have to sort of, I guess, kind of like meter the risks, sort of measure it a bit in a sense of just play the players who have the experience, no matter if they're playing crap or not, kind of thing. And that's definitely how it's felt in the past. So I get where you're coming from for sure. Um, I just really like to see it this season, especially because of the pre-season and the development we're seeing in Diamond and 
Neil coming out of nowhere looking really talented, Embleton coming back and, and the sort of lack of squad, you know, having shifted quite a lot of players. So if we can't see it, if we don't see it in the next few weeks, it'll be quite quite upsetting, a little bit of a crying shame potentially. But um, yeah, I don't know. I get where you're coming from, Connor. <laughs> okay, we'll jump ahead now to Denver Hume. Uh, I gave him an eight. I thought he was solid going forward, looked solid defensively. Uh, I just... I thought he was really poor at the weekend, just gone, but I thought he, he bounced back tonight. And he's a player that I just enjoy watching. And he seems to be pretty much the perfect League One left back. Gary, would you agree with that? Or am I blowing too much smoke up his arse? No, I I absolutely agree with you. I had him down for an eight as well. It's uh it's brilliant to see. And I know I know it was mentioned earlier. Um I don't know if it was on the commentary or not. It was that it's great looking watching him coming into his own, you know, at this level. Um I think to be honest with you, he's He's a younger version of, not even a younger version of, I think he's he's similar to the likes of a Bailey Wright where he's a standout in this league. I think Denver's potentially looking at look, looking at the best left back or left wing back in the league already and obviously he's hopefully still a lot of growth to go. Um, But yeah, tonight he was brilliant going forward. He was looking for forward balls as well. Uh, he was great in the tackle as well. You know, his tackling has really come on this year. So it's really, really nice to see. John? Yeah, I agree. I put him down as an eight. Um, he's really good to see. And... Um, the only thing really I mean it's not a negative at all because it's a positive out of a negative really but I agree with what you said about the weekend I don't think it was his best game at the weekend but what I have seen what I've enjoyed seeing with him recently is when he is playing bad or when he has played a bad game he bounces back quicker you know we'd seen in in last season and and sort of when he started breaking through into the team he'd have long patches of poor form Um, and obviously that can be put down to age inexperience etc but I also think he's a bit of an arm round, arm round his, his, his shoulders kind of player, and I think a lot of the players, especially Max Power at times and and, and Bailey Wright, have, have kind of like uh, guided him a bit more and, and and kind of been on his side. So he's definitely developing and, and playing well into the system. And yeah, I agree. I think he's got to be up there, one of the leading left backs in the league. Um, and you know, dare I say it, Championships club sniffing around him a little bit um, for these next couple of weeks. Who knows? So fingers crossed he doesn't go. Okay, we'll jump into the midfield now. Max Power, Gary, what do you give him? Thought it was a very mature performance today. Actually, at one stage, I thought he was going to jump in, and when it, like a couple of years or two years ago, maybe he would have jumped in, and you could see he kind of stepped back. Um, but he was definitely aware of the inexperience on the left side. He was playing considerably further left today, uh, which was nice to see because he was aware. Luke obviously was first time playing that position, and then you've Denver Hume getting so far forward. So yeah, I had um I had Max down as a seven overall um but like I said the maturity was nice to see he's kind of played a captain's role to be honest with you yeah John yeah again I agree actually it was I actually written down that it was a very intelligent game so yeah we've kind of hit the nail on the head there both of us but I give him a 6.5 7 for a first half 6 for a second half mainly because he just went a bit quiet in the second half but um from a leadership point of view he was all over the place in the first half for the first 10 or 15 minutes it's, it looked like he was the only one who really wanted it um, which I love to see from him. Um, the only slight negative um, was that his final ball looked a bit rusty. Um, he's normally fairly reliable at this level with some awesome sort of final balls, but at times it was a little bit rusty. You give a ball away a little bit, but not as much as others. So you can kind of sort of rate him up for that. Um, but yeah, six point five for me. I give him a six, um, largely just because I didn't really have much written down for him. <laughs> so <laughs> then. Six. Okay, um, another midfielder, George Dobson, back in the team after suspension. John, what would you make of him tonight? 
Uh, three for me, terrible game. Um, he started off okay and he was quite assured and he was putting himself about like he always does. Um, looked like he was a good four for power like he has at, at times as well, but um, he just looked a bit off the boil. Second half, especially towards the end of the second half, his passes were all over the place. He looked like any midfielder who had the ball from the Carlisle point of view could tackle him uh, or, or ride his tackles. Um, and it would just look like he was kind of, he may as well have been invisible. Um, it's also at fault for their second goal majorly from that corner, I thought. Uh, I just thought it was really sort of, he just needed to wake up. Um, so again, you could put it down to rust a bit, but it's just really, unfortunately for him, he's been in important positions um, and looks really rusty in those positions. So uh, yeah, three for me. Uh, might be quite negative, but a three. Yeah, I, I gave him a, a four. Uh, I, I would agree with pretty much everything you said there that the goal, the their goal, the second one, you know, the keeper obviously throws it in the net, which isn't great, but Dobson's just so weak there. And I sometimes think as well, you know, for whatever reason, it feels like Dobson's kind of just given chances in the team. It doesn't seem to matter how he performs. He seems to generally always get in. And it's a bit annoying as well that he's obviously a young player and doesn't seem to fall into the category of a young player. Like, you know, Parkinson doesn't seem to like to play younger players, but he forgets that Dobson is in his early 20s. So I think there is an experience issue there as well but Gary what did you make of Dobson tonight? I am now for a kind of four slash five so yeah probably on the four side now that I'm, I'm kind of looking back over notes and remembering there was a couple of heavy heavy touches that led to kind of bad he had to kind of throw himself into a tackle where you know he's only just back from a suspension and he, he threw himself into a tackle early on in the first half that you're kind of thinking if if the defender or the, the midfielder for Caroline nicked the ball away it was dangerous, you know, it gives the referee a decision again. There was another one where he had a swipe at the ball and at the edge of the box as pretty handy clearance and off the outside of his boot and put the defence under pressure too. So yeah, I would definitely kinda of slide on the on the four part of the the four to five that I had, I suppose, you know. Four point five, yeah. Four point yeah. five. No, no, we don't do points here. <laughs> A 4.525 maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, John would probably give him that. Football oh, manager is All I heard is points. Yeah. I haven't even had one today, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dan Neal next. Um, I, I sort of teetered between a, a 7 and an 8. I had him down as an 8 in the first half and a 7 in the second half. So for me, just a, a solid performance. Dr. Schuett does well carrying the ball forward, has something that our other midfielders don't have. I just like watching him play football. I think he's a he's a good footballer I've only got I've seen a lot of him last year the 23s as well and I thought he was probably better than Barley Mumba if I was going to rate the two so I like Daniel I think he he deserves a chance going forward John what do you make of him yeah um, slightly lower score but I think um, not from anything negative just more from the fact that he didn't uh, I don't think he just I don't think he had enough of the ball I don't think he had enough chance I think at times he had, when he had the ball he looked amazing I agree with what you're saying he was raw he had guile he was pushing around I think the biggest part the biggest massive huge kind of like confidence boost for me in a player was how confident he is on the ball you know he's picking up the ball on our 18 yard line and he was turning around a few players, finding some space and then finding a pass. And it looked like it was easy to him. It was very technically easy. Um, he is still a bit lightweight, I guess, but he's an attacking midfielder. He doesn't need to be in our defending area. Um, so again, my only slight negative, and I guess it's only a negative on the whole sort of tactical side, is that for me, I'd have him higher up the pitch. I'd have him, you know, maybe in a number 10 role or slightly behind. I don't think he blends well into that midfield but then it was Carlisle so it's a good time to try him and um, yeah I've written that he needed to get closer to some of the midfielders at times um, 
but yeah, he had a good game, slightly better second half. Uh, definitely more confident as the game went on. Um, uh, nothing huge to note, though, I did write down. So I gave him 6.5. God save these point fives. Gary, what did you give him? <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with yourself. Connor, he, like, first half I had him as an 8, second half I had him as a 7, probably just because he came off. Um, but I noticed John mentioned that he, he said he was quite raw. I thought he was the opposite. I thought he was very polished. You know, he looked very tidy, very comfortable with the ball at his feet. He had a few bad passes, though, I think. And that's where the rawness came from, I think. I think he just, you know, a few wayward passes. But then I didn't, you know, I don't, don't hate him for it. I just think that's where the rawness come from. He definitely looks technically on the ball. I agree with what you're saying. Definitely not raw on the ball. He's a great player, a great technical player. Carry on, sorry. Yeah, you're OK. You're OK. <laughs> um, yeah, he just has something different. It's something different that we haven't seen. You know, he, every single time, I don't think he passed the ball backwards once. I don't even think he goes lateral once. It's always a forward pass and it's not just a, a wayward forward ball like we were talking with the Brandon Taylor which just he's just hooping the ball. Every single time he's passing in defeat and he's moving and creating a second pass for somebody. So yeah, he's definitely something that that we haven't seen and, and fingers crossed he can get into the team because let's be honest, we all know my thoughts on him. So big, big fan. Okay, we'll jump now to Jack Diamond, another Academy product. John, what did you give him tonight? Obviously he scored a goal as well. Yeah, I gave him a seven. I had him, I had him down as a seven, and I was so close to bringing him up to an eight. Um, but again, actually, just thinking about Dan Neal there, um, I guess really I'd give him an eight if he was more involved. I think we obviously saw a lot of work down the left, like we always do through Denver Hume, and that's obviously kind of one of our main focal points. But oh, honestly, it was a refreshing sight to see somebody who uh just bombs forwards got got a lot of guile again a lot of rawness with his running in the sense of you know directionally he's just going forward 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 um final ball a little bit poor at times but he's got that about him where he knows that he's trying to find the gaps he's trying to find the crosses um you know whereas Dan Neal was looking to play the easier balls the easier passes I think um Jack Diamond's probably had a bit of experience at Harrogate where He's been known to sort of ping these sort of excellent balls and, and he's trying to find them, which is fine from the wing for sure. Um, we didn't see him tracking back a lot, but it wasn't needed, uh, let's be honest. Um, one thing that I saw in pre-season when he played there was that he was really struggling to get back and help out with a nine when he played higher up or when he played there and he was helping out with, sorry, Willis when he was playing there um, in pre-season. And I just thought that could be a worry if he is going to play right wing back. Um, but you know something that he can learn something that can train into him but as far as a, a competitive game goes and seeing him play a full 90 minutes I thought it was really encouraging um, and uh, he definitely looks better now he's not so lightweight you know he's harder to get off the ball um, so yeah all round I thought it was really good that's why I gave it a 7 I was just a bit reluctant to give it an 8 because of the fact that uh, he didn't see much of the ball Gary what, what would you say I saw a bit of head shaking there as John was talking I was a bit head shaky as well I think we're, we're probably going to be aligned on this one so what do we you are think? I think it's 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 the, the, the baldy beards as opposed to the fluffy heads kind of, <laughs> kind of thoughts here you know more logical thinking from, from myself and yourself Connor but I actually was highly impressed with his, his tackling you know that's that's the one part of, of the game that I wasn't really aware of you know we all know about him going forward and obviously he was fantastic going forward. I had him as a nine in the first half, if I'm honest with you. And, and I think what bumped him from the eight to the nine was the fact that he was tracking back and attacking. Every time he came back, he seemed to get the ball. And I know Danny likened him to, to Caramel in his in his kind of, I don't know what he was talking Maybe it was just because his shorts were tucked in. I had actually mentioned that. I was a little bit disappointed he mentioned it because I wanted to bring it up. But uh, yeah, I 
I was really impressed with his with his tracking back and his tackling. Um, because like you did say, John, it was against Carlisle and maybe he didn't need to be back there that often. But any time he came back, he was quite effective in my eyes. I gave him a nine. I thought he was really impressive tonight. I thought, um, and we'll jump on to Chris Maguire next, but I thought him and Maguire were both very impressive. I thought every time Diamond got the ball, it looked like we were going to create something. Topped it off with a well-deserved goal as well. I thought he was really, really solid tonight, but that might be my rose-tinted spectacles and wanting the younger players do well, maybe. Um, we'll jump though, Chris Maguire. Um, I gave him a nine. I thought, you know, anytime you get a couple of goals and an assist, you, you can't really knock him. He's a creative player. That's what he's there for. You have to wonder if he played at the weekend against Charlton, whether or not we would have got ourselves a goal. John, I can see that you've got a little bit of a face there, so we'll jump to you. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I really didn't mean to be negative tonight, the negative one, but it's definitely happening that way. Um, no, I, I, the first half, I thought he was just completely invisible and I had him down as a five. Um, I don't think he was involved in anything. I think he fell over a couple of times, got tackled a load. I don't think he was. He had any involvement really, except for the deflected goal. Yes, it's a goal, but was it going in? The keeper sort of was going the right way. Was it going wide? It sort of, you know, he'll take it, but was it really any credit to him? Um, second half, totally different player. Totally different player. He was amazing. He was. We woke up. He was involved in everything pretty much. He was involved in all of. I kind of kind of all of our attacking play at some point and got a couple of assists out of it and what have you. Um so yeah, I agree to a point, but only with the second half. So that's why he's brought down my score and I've given him a seven and a half, seven point five. Gary, what do you think? I had him in as as an eight, to be honest with you. Um I kind of I, I fluctuated up and down throughout the game, you know, like I thought the, the pass for the Denver Hume goal was actually very smart. It was, it was a tidy little pass. Um then he kind of, the ball was bouncing off him quite a lot, you know, especially in the last 10, 15 minutes, you know, there was two throw-ins where it was actually Hume threw it into him both times and it just bounced off him and went back out of play again. So I went with the eight, um, two goals and, and an assist. You could nearly cry that he had a second assist where, where it spilled into the feet of uh, of our Charlie. But uh, yeah, I went with an eight. I give him two assists, two goals and two assists. Why not? If you didn't take the shot, we don't get the goal. So, you know, if you don't buy a ticket, you don't win the raffle. Charlie Wyke, uh, it was a for me a bit of a chalk and cheese game. Uh, first half was abysmal. I, w- I would say it was as bad as it gets for a striker. Second half was much improved. Got himself an assist and a goal. And fair enough, the goal was a tapping, but he still chased it in. Um, I ended up giving him. I couldn't believe that I gave him this. I ended up giving him a six just because the the second half. The fact is, is he got himself involved and his improvement was there to see. And I feel like if a striker scores and and gets an assist and that's kind of what he's there for. So you got a, a six from me. John, again, I can see your face. You are happy here. So go on, yeah. shoot. Well, again, I kind of agree with you. I just think you've been a bit too nice. So I give him a one for the first half. Completely agree. Absolutely abysmal. Everything ran off him. He was terrible at passing. I've written down that I reckon he's miscontrolled the ball seven times in the first 30 minutes. Um, and then the second half, yes, all right. He did turn it on a bit. He was in better positions. He's, you know, he's knocked down a header for the goal. Um, he's he was still wasteful, um, but he was more determined, and he had slightly better positioning for the odd through ball, etc. I've also written down here that he tried a little bit harder. I don't really think that warrants a six overall. <laughs> so, so I've so I've gone for a four, um, and I don't I don't think you. Yeah, if I was going to be massively generous, I'd give him a five. But any more than a five, I think, yes, he scored. But beyond that... And assisted. Uh, yeah, but I just think 
I, I, yeah, it's a tr- this is this is why this game is so mad. This whole like five three and two goals to assist. Yet yeah, did I think he really played that well with Chris Maguire? You know, all these players, you got all these stats on the board, and were they actually playing that well? And I don't know. I, I think Charlie White doesn't doesn't do it for me and many others. And I think tonight, you know, if this is going to give him a starting berth, you know, what is wrong with Parky? To be fair, fingers crossed it doesn't. But four four for me. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with you there, John. I'll just give him that higher rating for the goal than the assist, really. But Gary, what, what do you give him? Are you on Team Connor for this one or Team John? Oh, I'm, I'm split, kind of in between. Um, <laughs> He's on Team Gary. Yeah, I'm on Team Gary, exactly. It's always Team Gary. It's who wants to join Team Gary. Uh, I thought first half was abysmal. The word I wrote down, and I suppose I'm not going to get any slack for hate on him. I wrote one word, it was donkey. You know, he, he was falling over easily. He felled twice that were completely unnecessary. You know, he actually gave them an easy out. There was a chance where he could have chased down the goalkeeper for, for a pass back and he kind of just pottered along as opposed to, you know, I've seen Greg at this, even this season, Greg is sprinting, trying to chase down the goalkeeper to put pressure on him where White just wasn't doing it, you know. Uh, second half was a much, much changed second half. Um, Obviously, he, he got the goal that, let's be honest, if he missed, he, he may just retire. You know, it was three yards out. I think even even John Stacey with his goalkeeper aspirations may have, <laughs> may have scored that goal, you know. Um, so I went, I went with a four. I went with a four. I'm going to sit happily in the middle of the two of you. I said said four, so you're on team, team, John. Ah, I also think... I probably went for a five then, did I? Yeah, I did. I went for a five. five. I also (laughs) think the the term donkey to insult a player is very unfair donkeys because they're reliable animals. (laughs) Long distances, so... Maybe it was just a resemblance. I, <laughs> I actually, I actually want to say something positive about Charlie. Right, so okay, go on. In, in some games recently, I have seen a lot more effort from him and a lot more work ethic, where he's chasing down keepers and he's chasing down tackles, etc., etc. And it does surprise me when he does it, and it seems like someone's got in his ear and said, "You need to go for it. You need to push for it tonight." He looked like he didn't want to be there. And again, it goes. I know he's not a young player. He's technically, you know, one of the sort of main players, I guess, if you want to call it that. It sickens me to say it, but. It goes back to what I was saying about the young players. If this is your chance because, you know, Graham and O'Brien are going to be the starters like they were on Saturday or even Grigg, you know, this is your chance, Charlie. You, you chased down every ball in that first half. Do you know what I mean? And, and that first half was so poor. Did someone say something to him at half time and be like, come on, Charlie, book your ideas up, mate. Like, this is your chance kind of thing. And he's sat there. I just think, what is he, 26, 27? Sometimes I watch him on the football pitch and he looks like a nine-year-old. He looks like a very tall nine-year-old who just needs telling off. And it's just ridiculous. And... We're probably paying him fair whack, you know. He was what a million? Was he a million quid? Can't remember what he, yeah, what he was cost us. Million Unbelievable, quid. million pound player, you know. And like Gary says, to be fair, I think I'm worth more than that if he's worth a million. So. Uh, substitutes. I don't really want to touch these too much because I, we didn't really see enough of them. I just gave them all a five. I just kind of didn't think they did anything positive nor negative. Yeah, I gave I gave Graham a, a five and the others a four. Because I thought Graham put himself about a bit and stuck his head, stuck his head on a few balls and, and yeah, uh, yeah. looked like he wanted to get involved. But the others, I didn't see anything of them. So Do you not just start on a five? You see, that's where I am. Like, every player's just it's on a five. It's probably because I'm Mr. Negative, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Gary, I, I actually had, had a five for O'Brien, a five for Jordan Willis. Again, kind of invisible and didn't do anything wrong necessarily to drop them from the five. And I had Danny at a six. Um, I think he had a couple of good knock-ons he was holding the ball up well again he, he was an improvement on the first half week so yeah just went with a 6 for his his kind of bit part role for 16-17 minutes that he played ok well we'll call that a wrap we've overran by about 10 minutes here so we're obviously a talkative bunch <laughs> but you know that's life 
Um, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully you agree with our ratings, but if you don't, make sure to give John lots of abuse because it's probably him you're disagreeing with. Gary, thanks for coming along. John, I would wish I could say the same to you, but <laughs> it's all right. Um, please subscribe to Rogue Report on your favourite podcasting app. Read all of our content on the website. There's something for everyone. Personally, I enjoy the stat man. That's just me. I like numbers. And yeah, thanks for listening. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.